this Gene Irwin's podcast episode 1, the topics you will hear are The correct goal for your business Only three ways to start a business Reasons businesses fail and Qualities of being 40 plus to discover, create and grow a successful business My name is Roger Stone I'm here to introduce to you the genius behind the breakthrough idea that Anyone over 40 plus can succeed in starting a new business These focused and extremely skilled men and women have experiences and resources which are not available to the 20-somethings, those who haven't yet been battle-tested, and now ready to prove they have the talent, drive, and fortitude, and who want just a little more direction and coaching in their growth trajectory. And it is my distinct honor to introduce to you someone who has been through the challenges of creating businesses through his 40s, 50s and 60s. He is your advocate in finding, creating and developing your own business. He has created over $250 million for others, financially evaluated over 3,000 small businesses for acquisition, and assisted three companies to go public through the IPO process. He is Gene Irwin, a real engineer with chemical engineering, mechanical engineering and even nuclear engineering credentials. And he knows how to help you succeed in business. He recently created the 3D business launch model, which helps people throughout the world with unique strategies which propel them to success, through his detailed courses, online video library, and what is very unusual in this industry, direct mentoring and coaching at a very high level. Gene is now turning his attention to rapid prototype deployment of cutting-edge technologies and real-world product and service deliverables, beginning with the directed podcast series available on many platforms. My friend, as you are listening to this, here is a man who will give you concepts that are sound, and support that is real. I'm truly excited to introduce him to you. Please meet Gene Irwin. Thanks, Roger. Hello, this is Gene Irwin, founder of the 3D Business Launch Model. It is my pleasure to introduce you to our newest client product line, the 3D BLM Podcast, which is about creating a successful company at any age by discovering, creating, and expanding to support your personal goals. This is the premiere of my podcast, How at 40 Plus, You Can Succeed in Starting a New Business. I truly realize the implications of that statement, but in this inaugural edition of our podcast, I'm going to juxtaposition that against my first blog post, which is entitled, Why Starting a Business is the Wrong Goal. I wrote that blog in June of 2022 and realized the contrary position made in that statement, but my methods will be obvious with a few examples. When you and I hear someone say, I'm starting a new business, we should immediately question the reasoning, motive, or analysis. Why? Because it's the wrong goal. Let me explain. How many times have you heard someone say he or she is the first person from our family to go to college? Or, I'm going to college. Yep, it's like that. They think their goal is to go to college. Let's briefly look at the success rate of doing that because both you and I can think of several people who went to college and failed. Oh, I don't mean they failed in their courses and got bad grades, although some do, but they failed to set the proper goal and in so doing, set themselves up to fail. Well, what is the proper goal? Simple. Go to college and graduate. There it is. The correct goal for all college-bound people. Statistics from the National Student Clearinghouse reports attached to this podcast show Yearly success and progress rates for individuals who began college in the fall of 2011 as full-time, degree-seeking students. 
It shows the highest level of academic progress made by students at the end of subsequent academic years, and by the end of year four, only 42.1% completed a post-secondary credential, meaning they graduated, while 23.5% were no longer enrolled. By the end of year six, 63% had graduated, while 27% left college without earning a credential. The result, at the end of a four-year effort, nearly 58% failed to graduate. And for those of you who wanted to go to college while working part-time, the numbers are nothing short of catastrophic. Part-time students in the four years have a failure rate of over 80%. More statistics show yearly success and progress rates for individuals who began college in fall of 2011 as part-time degree-seeking students. By the end of year four, 19.4% had graduated. While 46% were no longer enrolled. By the end of year six, 31% had graduated, while 52.4% had left college completely without earning a credential. Well, so what, Gene? That's not talking about being business. What does that have to do with my starting a new business? My response? Everything. Let me prove it to you. Multiple sources have given similar statistics about people who want to start their own business. Again, it's the wrong goal, but we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Here are some of the report statistics that should make everyone think twice, or maybe three or four times, before starting a business, which I've converted into a graphical picture in my blog. The link for the blog is shown in the podcast notes. Any opinions, analysis, reviews, or recommendations expressed are those of the author alone and have not been reviewed or approved or otherwise endorsed by any third party. How's that for a disclaimer? You want to build a business that is successful and sustainable, but you have about a 70 to 80% probability of failing in less than 10 years. So if start my own or start a new business isn't the right goal, then what is? Here's my response. If you're serious, meticulous, and focused, you might just make this your new goal, to create a successful and profitable business. Anyone can start a business. Think lemonade stands, shoe shine boxes, selling candy, or Girl Scout cookies. All those are examples of starting and stopping a miniature business. When it's about dinner time, those would-be business owners close up shop. There is an inevitability reality with people who start things. At some point, they want to stop them. It's similar to losing weight. Subconsciously, we always want to find something we lost. It's human nature. So, maybe it might be better to think of giving away some weight rather than losing it. I'm just saying. But the driving force is to create something. There is something magical in the concept, a pledge to build something that didn't exist before. And it has a function, a purpose greater than your own. If you're going to dream about a successful company, make it a great one while you're at it, so that the rest of us can come along and apply your effort and achievements. Successful efforts are contagious, so how do we do that? Create a successful and profitable business. There are only three ways to do that. It is something I've coined as the 3D Business Launch Model, or 3D BLM for short. Well, it's actually pretty obvious when you consider you can start from scratch and create a successful and profitable startup business. You can acquire a business to improve its success through profitable acquisition, or you can create a new division or a new franchise and follow a proven and successful franchise model. To put it another way in which we might think about our options are to one, go it alone without a blueprint or example to follow, called a startup. Two, 
merge or acquire a business to add our unique perspective to make it better. Three, adopt or adapt a proven strategy in a protected area or territory via a franchise. Any of these approaches may work for you, but the challenges each one faces has both unique issues and problems, which you may not be prepared to handle. We will go into detail about each of these options in the video development program later in our conversation. Regardless of how you work your way through the questions of which direction to take, there are four very big hurdles to get past if you are to create, succeed, and profit. Number one, how long is this going to take? Number two, how much will it cost to build and sustain? Number three, can I do all of this myself or can I afford to get expert help? Number four, which business model should I pick? Startup, acquisition, franchise? Let's approach this from a couple of different angles, or may I suggest the 3D business launch model approach. For purposes of this brief podcast introduction, let's set some sales volume or pricing parameters so we're talking about the same type of opportunities. Most of the clients are represented in the divestiture position. In other words, how do I sell my business at the highest fair market value? And who do I attract as a buyer or mergers and acquisition partner without negatively impacting my customers, employees, suppliers, and alerting my competitors? Tough problems. In this example, the majority of business owners are already invested in time and effort, in some cases up to $100 million in their business, and sought my advice on how to sell it to their employees sell it to their family members in a generational style sale, or in most cases, have it acquired by a third party, many of whom were not located in the United States. So here are the three models, mergers, acquisition, development model. For acquisitions in this course development, let's assume you are in a position to acquire a going concern of a business which will cost you between $50,000 and $10 million, oddly. The steps to make the acquisition work are almost identical in both small and large price range. Second, franchise development model. Building a business through a proven franchise model is the most likely one to succeed, but not necessarily the most profitable one for you. We will talk later about the uniform franchise offering circular and the updated versions of that and the complexities of owning a franchise, but many people choose this route. And finally, number three, Startup and development model. Similar to going to college or starting a business, most startup business models are very much at a high risk of failure. We will now focus on some of those areas first because the things which tend to cause business failures is actually easier to spot and in some cases overcome in startup models rather than have to change the culture of a newly acquired company, new division, new franchise in order to solve the same problem. One of my favorite quotes comes from a theoretical physicist, Albert Einstein, who said, we can't solve a problem by using the same type of thinking we use to create it. Here are some of the more common reasons why businesses of all types fail. Number one, cash flow management is neglected. Number two, lack of client loyalty due to the ease of availability of perceived resources on the internet. Number three, Failure to adequately market their products and their services via technology and online. Number four, increased competition and or lack of unique value proposition. In other words, there's no differentiation between your product and someone else's. Number five, lack of marketing and focus on the customer's issues and needs amid rapid change. Number six, uncertainty in state and federal regulations. Number seven, 
doesn't understand SWOT, S-W-O-T, which stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Number eight, doesn't know how to generate new client or customer leads and manage something called the cost per lead, or CPL. Number nine, staffing isn't strategically planned far in advance of anticipated growth. Number 11, the market has changed, and company fails to keep up, thinks Sears, which is over 100 years old, Kmart, etc. Somewhere in all the words you've heard thus far are the ingredients of the secret sauce in creating your new business into a massive success. The recipe can be boiled down to four ingredients. A. Passion. Your commitment to follow through in your goals. B. Product. Your product might be physical, intellectual, or some type of service. C. People. Those who work in the business, support it, and become avid customers. And finally, D. Profit. If you don't have a profit, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. I've thrown a lot at you in this podcast, which talks about the pitfalls of being self-employed. Subscribe to my podcast or access my primary website channel at 3dblm.com for free access to several videos which solve most of these problems for you and may help you determine which course of action may be most beneficial to you in your creation of a successful and profitable business. Podcast Section 2 Episode 1. My personal observations about people's age and their business. Before I discuss my position on the age people are successful in their own business and the, time, and the best time to start a business, take the time to review comments by Mr. Stephen Dalby, founder of Gab Wireless Inc., who stated older people can have great success starting their own companies. He goes into detail about why people that are 40 years old in this example is a great time to start your business. Take a look at the references down below. During my career, I happened to be a consultant for companies who wanted to acquire small businesses in every field imaginable. There were certain caveats and patterns which appeared that quickly formulated my short list of businesses I would quickly disqualify from further contention. The vast majority of business owners I interviewed and evaluated held somewhat unrealistic views of their fair market value or what their business was worth. To a potential investor or owner-operator. Here's the short list of characteristics or concerns which were required to be resolved before I considered to represent a particular business and its owner or owners for acquisition. I'll give you a brief review of my credentials at the end of this podcast. The owners had to agree up front. They want to sell or merge their business. Number two, no owners under age 35 were considered due to lack of actual operating experience. Number three, Owners desperate to sell because of lack of cash flow or health reasons were disqualified immediately. Number four, extremely rare type of business products or low revenue below a million dollars seldom accepted. Number five, market collapse or notice of going out of business were not considered. Number six, discovery of litigation issues, patent issues, supplier or contractor issues were disqualified. Number seven, during the interview, Discovery hidden facts and issues detrimental to potential buyers. Number eight, expected loss of key personnel during the transition period. Number nine, owners who were uncooperative during the interview and three plus hour analysis. Number 10, products or services which lack potential for a myriad of reasons, including access. Number 11, legal state and federal challenges which rendered the business inoperable. And number 12, usually the business had to be in continuous operation for at least five years. After reviewing literally hundreds of potential client businesses, 
I wrote a book about the process known as the mergers and acquisitions, The Secret of Exiting Your Business. Look it up. It's still available in select markets today. It includes not only my analysis reviews, but those of several capable experts in this particular field. The key to the transition is to understand two critical components. Selling or buying a business is a process, not an event. And number two, the buyer of the business is usually not buying the business for the reasons the seller is selling the business. Seems a bit controversial. Those two critical concepts have played out hundreds of times. Why would a buyer of a business not want to buy it for what is on the surface or shown from the seller's point of view or POV? Perhaps the following explanation will answer this issue. How many times have you noticed a business gets sold only to discover that the buildings and support equipment were completely removed, with a new building and a new business put in its place? Sometimes that's due to competition, sometimes that's due to proximity to transportation, or sometimes that is due to external factors. Many years ago, I was an external consultant for the McDonald's franchise holders in the states of Washington and Idaho. It was unusual to have an outsider make recommendations to both the corporate store and five franchisee locations in eastern Washington. Why was I there? I just resigned as a nuclear scientist at the Hanford Nuclear Works in the Tri-Cities. I developed criteria for peaceful power generation and was just starting my original consulting business. The business growth with my initial client was for three stores located in three different cities, but dealt with management of each of those stores. My role was to accelerate your managerial experience, production, and profit margin. Within six weeks, my franchisee was so pleased with the progress, he introduced me to present to four other franchisees and one corporate store owner at a meeting in Idaho. The result? And less than eight weeks later, those six stores were among the top 20 stores out of more than 2,800 stores nationwide. They certainly liked the counsel I provided. As of 2023, there are more than 40,000 such stores worldwide. That's incredible. As successful McDonald's was in placing its stores, there was one store that failed at that time. Why? The freeway, which was adjacent to McDonald's in a particular location, was relocated a few miles away and that store failed. It was closed down immediately and was rebuilt again, you guessed it, right next to the major intersection of the new freeway location. It's true. Location may be everything in retail. Here we are at the crossroads of this podcast of why we believe how 40 plus you can succeed starting a new business. Do you remember that I investigated more than 3,000 small businesses to prepare them for acquisition and or merger with another company or investors? None of the sellers and certainly none of the buyers were under 40 that I'm aware of. What does that tell you? It should tell you that those people who are 40 plus have certain qualities, skills, and attributes which younger people don't have. Here are some of the reasons that people over 40 should begin developing their own business. Number one, they have at least 20 years experience in working for others and see areas for growth. Number two, most of them will have substantial managerial experiences, contacts, and access to resources. Case in point, when I was 35, I had already managed more than $50 million in construction development. When I was 38, I was already created more than $30 million for other businesses. Number five, when the time was I was 40, I had created three companies to go public. My last position was the chief operating officer of a software firm. Number six, by the time I was 50, I had created over $200 million in acquisitions for investors and buyers. 
This is a little unusual, but number seven, by age 52, was the West Coast leader in professional hang gliding cross-country flights. Number seven, by the time I was 60, I created more than $12 million in direct sales and service here in Arizona. People over 40 plus have amazing experiences in both management and development. People over 40 plus are creators, publishers, and advisors. And finally, why wouldn't you want to hire or work for such talented men and women with these kind of credentials? Perhaps the real question becomes, why at 40 plus should you want to start a business? Here are my primary reasons. Number one, create additional sources of constant income. Number two, improve your quality of life. Number three, have your business work for you rather than you work for a business. Number four, enjoy what you do. Number five, there are many tax benefits to having your own business. Number six, develop a financial platform of stability and expansion. Number seven, teach others to become successful in their roles and support of your business. Number eight, take advantage of modern use of technology, digitized content, web delivery of instructions. Number nine, determine what your core product, service, or digital media is as the basis for your business. Number 10, learn marketing, learn sales, learn how to make presentations to clients and investors. You're going to have to do it sometime. Why not do it now? Number 11, monitor every role and every division in your business. Number 12, conquer your fears, your fear of failure, your lack of education or experience, lack of financing, and limited time management skills. Number 13, always, always, always use mentors for the entire first year. Number 14, learn to quickly analyze your customers' needs. Number 15, always be willing to seek and ask for help. Number 16, plan ahead, learn to modify and apply, adapt, and be persistent and overcome. Number 17, get over your FUD issues. That's spelled F-U-D. It means fears, uncertainties, and doubts. Number 18, risk and uncertainty are very normal for new business owners. Number 19, visualize what your business looks like in 30, 90, and 100 days out. Number 20, accept the fact that a lot of things want your attention to focus on what matters most. Number 21, research your market, its ups, its downs, as well as growth factors now and in the future. 22, strive for clarity in business and exactness in client relationships. 23, over deliver to internal and external people in your business. And 24, become the expert in marketing your product, your services, and digital content quickly. My friend, the challenges you face at 40 plus is actually less daunting than at age 20 plus because at that time you had no interactions with people that you could trust and learn from. And you had a lot of learning experiences you needed to go through to get to where you are today. Today you have tremendous skills, talents and experiences which can be leveraged into something spectacular in discovering, creating and scaling your own business. Your own has a very nice ring to it, don't you agree? Now you just have to decide if you want to begin the process. I'll be more than excited to help you along your path to increase success and freedom which owning your own business can bring. If you'd like me to be one of your mentors, I will help you avoid substantial traps and pitfalls as you begin to learn all the steps necessary in succession to reach your full potential as a creator. All the very best, Gene Irwin. Reach out to me at 1-800-750-8767 or drop a line at gene at geneirwin.com. Also take a look at our website, designed for 40 plus business owners to be HTTP. 3dblm.com. Hello, this is Jessica of Gene Irwin's podcast. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. We want to make them even more useful to you by your leaving a brief review telling us what you want to hear. Please leave a review of this podcast and tell us three things. 1. What did you like? 2. What you didn't like? 3. What would you like to hear more about? Thanks for taking the time to give us your review. This is Jessica, the Communications Director for 3DBLM.com.